0: Be in the house of the Lord. All right. Thanks be to God. Amen. All right. So, who has birthdays? Any birthdays to celebrate? No? No birthdays. How about anniversaries? Any anniversaries? I've been sober for. Oh, wrong meeting. Sorry. (laughs) 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 Uh, Uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, we're ready to move on to our opening hymn then, Brother Bob. If you want to lead us in our opening hymn, yes, sir. I think, I think this sign is overcome. <laughs> right, you think so?
1: I it ain't the 16th. It.
2: Well, Sunday, you know, bro. You didn't say I know
3: I said that was scriptural. I'm not sure whether it is or not. But, uh, <laughs> they said, Le- Leviticus 13.3, now look that up. He who bloweth not his own horn, verily that man's horn, shall not be tooted. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had things for our
1: lunch the
3: other time, so. So Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful morning today. A little on the frisky side, but... Uh, Feels good in here. Let's turn to number uh, 75. Stand and praise the Lord. Brother Mitch, will you lead us in prayer, please? Sure. Father,
0: thank you that you love us so much that you sent your only begotten son that he might die and pay pay the debt that we owed for our sin. He paid that for us, and when we accept that, when we put our faith in what you have done for us, when we confess that we are sinners, when we repent of our sinfulness, turn away from that wicked way and turn to you. You hear us and you change us from the inside out. You make us one of your own adopted children, a child of the King. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. As we gather here this morning as your children, Children of God, Lord, we come to worship you. We come to praise your name. We come to give and to recognize thanks be to God. So, Lord, bless us even more, please, and let this service be a blessing to you. May all of heaven rejoice with us as we rejoice in our Savior. We ask it in Jesus' name. Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven,
2: Help.
3: be seated. We uh, overlooked this hymn last week, and uh, the ladies in the orchestra said, we're going to do it anyway, do it it over. (laughs) Number 174, open my eyes that I may see. Communion hymn this morning is number 260. <clears throat> 260 Come Share the Lord. Jim Rominger will bring our uh, meditation this morning.
1: prepare for the meditation I read this uh, little note about a, a child and I just can't, I couldn't help but share it with you it says a little nine year old girl was in church with her mother when she started feeling ill says mommy she said can we leave now No, her mother replied. Well, I think I have to throw up. Then go out the front of the church and around to the back of the church and throw up behind the bush. In about two minutes, the little girl returned to her seat. Did you throw up? Her mother asked. Yes, the little girl replied. Well, how could you have gone all the way to the back of the church and returned so quickly? I didn't have to go out of the church, Mommy, the little girl replied. They have a box next to the front door that says, for the sick. (laughs) Oh my, I just couldn't help but share that with you. Okay, let's uh, try to keep it a little more. It says uh, a man took his car to a garage and complained to the mechanic that every time he hit 80 miles an hour, he said there's a knock in the engine. The mechanic replied, maybe it's not what, it's who. It might be the Lord warning you to slow down. Might be what Paul wrote about. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Great advice. Paul gave two specific principles for the way Christians are to conduct themselves. The first was that we who are Christians are to do whatever we do for the glory of God. We are his personal representatives, and whatever we do, we do in his name. So all of our actions and activities are to be in harmony with the teaching of Jesus and in his keeping the laws of our society. We cannot pick and choose what we want to do or act. The second principle was that we are not to do anything that would harm any another person's Christian faith. At all times, our behavior is to be guided by what is best for others, even if it causes us inconvenience or difficulties. What may not be a problem for us may be a problem for others. We must always be an example in word and deed of behavior that honors God. These principles are at the heart of the gospel message. I cannot assure you that these principles are not easy to live by. The Christ-like life goes against all other human instincts, but we must strive daily to remember the words of Paul and allow God to continue to perfect us. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all the many blessings you supply for us each and every day of our lives. We take for granted so many things that you do for us each day. Today we honor you and sing praise to you. Lord, continue to perfect us and thank you so much for the many blessings you give us. Every day.
0: Amen.
3: Let's just take a minute to uh, to reflect on the goodness of God. What He's done for us. When Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room to eat the Passover meal, Jesus took bread and blessed it, broke it, passed it among them, saying, This is my body broken for you. Eat ye of it. And when they had eaten, He likewise took the cup, giving thanks. He passed it among them, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood poured out for the remission of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. ¶¶ standing up, let's uh, turn to number uh, 595. Jesus, we just want to thank you. Amen. Um. God is good all the time all the time God is amen brother john clemick has a you may just sit down uh john clemick has a special this morning no i said you may sit down trying to be polite.
4: well normally i try to do a song that's current well this time i shows a song that was back in 1973, and I'm going to change up the words a little bit on it. It's uh, Lean on Me by uh, Bob Withers, Bill Withers. Is that right? Kind of, yeah. I lost my train of thought here. Yeah, Okay. So we're just going to change it up a little bit. Instead of lean on me, we're going to lean on him. Some times in our lives, we all have pain. We all have sorrow. But if we are wise, we know that Jesus is is our Lord and Savior. Lean on Him when you're not strong, and He'll be your friend. He'll help you carry on, for it won't be long till we're gonna be with our Lord in heaven. Please call on his name if you have things you need answered. For Jesus can fill those of your needs that you give to him. You just call on him, brother, When you need a hand, we all have somebody to lean on. You just might have a problem that he'll understand. We all have somebody to lean on. Lean on him when you're not strong. And he'll be your friend. He'll help you carry on. For it won't be long. Till we're gonna be. With our Lord in heaven. You just call on him brother. When you need a hand. We all have somebody To lean on You just might have a problem That he'll understand We all need somebody To lean on If there is a load You have to bear That you can't carry He's Right up the road, he'll share the load. If you just call him, call him, call him, just call him.
0: Awesome. That was a great job. Yeah, I like that. There's John Lennon and then there's John Clemmick, right? <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, does anybody feel blessed this morning? <laughs> Amen. Amen. God is good, isn't he? All the time. All the time. God is yeah, let's see. Wayne wants to know, why couldn't they play cards on the ark? Noah was always standing on the deck. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. All right. Maybe that's why we're not supposed to play cards, too. Uh, So, now we're continuing on in uh, the book of Mark, chapter 8. Got a lot of sunlight in here this morning. My pages are bright. (laughs) Uh, So, We're ready to move into uh, the first uh, pericope, or in some Bibles, the first couple of pericopes of uh, chapter 8. Jesus feeds the 4,000, and leaders demand a miraculous sign. So we're going to read this. I see you're standing already. Okay. During those days, another large crowd gathered. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said... He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and gave them to, the, to his disciples to set before the people, and they did so. They had a few small fish as well. He gave thanks for them also and told the disciples to distribute them. The people ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over, About 4,000 men were present, and having sent them away, he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the region of Dalmanutha. The Pharisees came and began to question Jesus, to test him. They asked him for a sign from heaven. He sighed deeply and said, why does this generation ask for a miraculous sign? I tell you the truth, no sign will be given to it. Then he left them, got back into the boat, and crossed to the other side. let saith the word of God. You may be seated. Thank you. So we've got a lot going on here. Jesus has been doing all of these things. He was healing many people. And, uh, you know, he cast a demon out of a girl. And now then he continues on. And another crowd is still following. Everywhere he goes, uh, here for a while at least, While his popularity lasts, (laughs) he has a crowd that is following him. Uh, And so he he says, We got to feed these people. Why? Well, they've been three days and they've eaten nothing. When's the last time you went three days without eating anything? I mean, there's been maybe once or twice in my lifetime when I was in a hospital and wasn't allowed to eat anything. That's it. I don't miss meals. Uh, Praise God. I'm grateful for that. But, you know, we have people in other countries that are our brothers and sisters that do go many days without eating. We need to remember them in our prayers. But these people, they they were not only did they go three days without eating, but more importantly is why they went three days without eating. Because they wanted to see the Lord. Is he that important to us that we would travel for miles and miles and miles and not eat anything for several days just so we could be with him? Is he that, really that important to us? Would, are we willing to do that? These people were. And Jesus didn't want them to go away without receiving some blessing. You know, that's why we come to church, right? We come to receive the blessings of the Lord. We also come to be a blessing to the Lord. Out of obedience, we come. And as a result of our obedience, he blesses us so that we can bless others. And so he tells the disciples, let's feed them. I have compassion for these people. Now, what would happen, you think, to to Jesus' reputation, if these people went away and collapsed on their way home and, and many of them died? Um, uh, people might not feel the same way about Jesus uh, as they did because he took care of their needs. Just like the song that Brother John sang this morning. We can lean on him. He will get us through our hard times. He will get us through our lean times. He will meet our every need. These people had a need. They had been three days already without eating. And even though they didn't ask... The Lord knew that they needed sustenance. So he tells his disciples, uh, you know, to feed these people. And they're like, what? Again? You're saying this again? (laughs) And we're still in the the middle of nowhere. We're out here in the the hicks and sticks. There's nowhere to go. There's no Leroy's close by. There's no McDonald's out here, you know. There's not even a White Castle. (laughs) What are we supposed to do to feed these people? And Jesus says, what do you have on hand? What do you have? In other words, Jesus says, whatever we have, no matter what challenge we're facing, no matter what, what the circumstance is, God says, I will multiply what you have on hand to make it sufficient, You don't necessarily need more. You don't need to go out and gather more necessarily. You just need to trust me to stretch what you have already. Let me be the one to multiply what you already have. We need to trust him. We need to come to him in faith. And we need to believe that he is able to to meet our every need, no matter what it is, no matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's finance. It doesn't matter if it's food. It doesn't matter if it's our health. We put our faith in him. You know, I've shared with you all before, but several years ago now, one morning, when I was praying in here with the other guys, with Herman and Mark and, and And I was so distraught and upset and worried about an issue at the church that was going on at the time. And I was just crying out to God. And he spoke to me. This is what he said. Don't worry, I got your back. I was like, what? No, that wasn't God. God wouldn't say that, would he? He did. He said, I got your back. And you know what? I haven't had to worry about anything since then. Uh, Now, that doesn't mean that I don't, (laughs) but I don't have to. God's got my back. He meant it. He's serious. He's got our back. And and then he reminded me when I was reading through the, the Bible the next time. He went behind the children of Israel and before the children of Israel. He surrounded them and protected them from the Egyptians when they were leaving. They were leaving Egypt and you know, when they came up on them there at the Red Sea, he went between the nations and protected them while they crossed the Red Sea as if dry ground. Wow. If God can do that for them, and he's the same yesterday day and today and forever, we don't have anything to worry about, folks. We just need to put our faith in him. These disciples are learning that, but like us, they're slow learners. They had already witnessed him to feed more people than this one time before. And they've already forgotten. You know, that's why they're asking, well, where are we going to get enough to do this? And that's one of the reasons why when later on, when the leaders asked for a sign, he sighed real deep. What did you just see? You know, I just fed the 4,000 plus with seven loaves and a couple of fish. What more do you need as a sign from heaven? Come on, people, get with the program. That's basically his attitude here. And so he takes and he, he tells the people to sit down after they decide what, what is on hand and then he gave thanks. This is a, a pattern of the same thing that he did in the other time, the other miraculous time of feeding the multitude. He just takes and, and he holds it up and he gives thanks to the Father for it. And then he breaks it and drops it in a basket and breaks it and drops it in a basket and breaks it. Just keep praising and giving thanks to God. And, and this, all of a sudden these seven loaves are many many loaves. And they're passing it among all of the people. And it says there's 4,000 men. Now that doesn't include the women and children, does it? So there could be as many as seven or 8,000 here. You know, we don't know exact number, but we know that there were 4,000 men and men usually have a heartier appetite than, you know, women and children. And it says they all ate and were satisfied. In other words, they ate till they were full. Think about this. They'd been three days without eating. They were probably pretty ravenous. And they ate and ate and ate and ate until they were filled. And then they still took up seven basketfuls of scraps. Now, I don't know about you, but I call that a miracle. There are some people who want to call that the providence of God, but I think that's just semantics. It's a miracle from God. But right after that, he got into the boat with his disciples and went on to the region of Dalmanutha. He had been in the area of the Decapolis, the ten cities. And as soon as he gets there, here comes the Pharisees. You know, the enemy always has to show up. When something good happens, the enemy always has to show up to try to destroy it. Folks, that's just the way it is. Every story in the Bible is that way. When something good is happening, the enemy always shows up. When Jesus was sharing the meal uh, that, that Bob read about this morning, <laughs> that instituted the meal that we share on Sundays, what happened the enemy entered into one of the disciples and he went out and betrayed Jesus. Whenever something good is about to happen, the devil wants to try to stop it. Whenever something good gets started, the devil wants to divide people over it. He wants to destroy As much as he can, they come to kill, steal and destroy. He wants to divide and destroy. That's what he likes to do. And I have seen many churches that literally implode because the people have such a a difference of opinion about things and they refuse. Anybody refuses to change or to have a a way of, of modifying and meeting in the middle somewhere. And we see that in our nation right now, don't we? In the leadership, the two parties. I mean, they just literally hate one another. And it's obvious. They're seething when they speak about their opponent. It's almost like you're listening to the devil himself. And I don't care which party you're talking about. They hate each other. You know, it used to be that even in our political parties they were willing to work together for the good of all for the good of the nation now it's all about what my party wants what i want and what my party wants they're not willing to compromise anymore they're willing to destroy the other people and get them out of the way does that sound like the enemies at work <laughs> it does to me And so the Pharisees come right after this big miracle. They come to question Jesus and they test him and ask him for a sign from heaven. What just happened, folks? (laughs) If that wasn't a sign from heaven, him feeding all of these people with just a little bit of bread and, and a couple of little fish and then took up all those basketfuls, if that's not a sign from heaven, what is and it says he sighed deeply. <sighs> How long do I have to put up with you idiots? <laughs> Infidels. Why does this generation ask for miraculous sign? I tell you the truth, no sign will be given to it. And yet, sign after sign after sign was given. But they did not. They refused to recognize it for what it was. Many people today will not put their faith in Jesus Christ. Why? Because they will not accept what the Word of God says. Plain and simple. They will not accept that the Bible is God's Word, not man's Word. First of all. Second of all. They will not accept that all of these miraculous things happened. They want to say, well, this was written after the fact, and then they tried to claim that they predicted it was going to happen. And I'm not talking about lost people here, folks. I'm talking about professors in the seminaries. That's what they teach. Okay? They teach that these things happened, and then the Bible was written after, so that They only claimed that they predicted it. There's no way. In other words, they're saying there's no way. They could have prophesied these things thousands of years before it happened. In other words, they have no faith in God. They don't know who God is. And they're the teachers. That's sad, folks. And it's dangerous because... The ministers that come out of those teachings, if they accept that, they go out and teach lies. False teachings, not the truth. Ah, there was no miracles, really. It was this or that or the other that happened. And it just, for some people, it seemed like a miracle, but it really wasn't. That sounds like words right out of the devil's mouth to me. You know, he's always trying to Lie about everything. Oh, Jesus didn't die for you. <laughs> he died because, well, because he did a lot of things that people didn't like, so they killed him. He didn't die for you. Those are the kinds of things that people listen to and they hear from the mouth of the evil one. And they believe it. Why? Because they want to believe it. Because if God is real and Jesus is real, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> And they don't want to own up to their faults. They don't want to admit that they're sinners. They would rather have things the way they want it to be and take a chance. That's not a risk I'm willing to take, folks. You know, (laughs) there's a book. I've mentioned it before probably multitudes of times. But the title of the book is, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. <laughs> and, and it's true. It's true. It takes so much more faith to believe that everything that we have, everything that we see, everything that exists around us happened just by accident. It takes a lot of faith to believe that, you know, especially when nothing you can observe happens that way. When something when when there is a a nice beautiful car or 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 motorcycle or tractor or whatever that's built and and it it, it is fascinating to see all the work that went into it and and but I got news for you. Nobody just threw the parts up in the air and it all came together into what it is. There was a design. There was a lot of thought in the process. And when it came together is a thing of beauty. But I, I've used this illustration before. I'm not going to do it now because it takes too long to pick up mess. But I, I take a piece of paper and I, I write something on it or draw something on it. And then I tear it into as many little pieces as I can. And I throw it up in the air. And I wait for it to come back together the way it was originally. And I pick it up and throw it and pick it up and throw it and pick it up and throw it and pick it. I've done it as many as a hundred times. And it never came back together the way That it started out. Now. If things just all came together by happenstance. In the beginning. Why doesn't it do that now? Because it's a lie. That's why. Because it's a lie. And I want to know something else. If we really came from monkeys. Why don't I have to go to the zoo to visit my family? I mean, come on. Some of them may act that way, but they're not in a cage in the zoo, uh, and that's sad, folks. That people believe that. Why are there still apes? If we evolved from apes, why are there still apes? I mean, come on. If we're gonna have, a, if we're gonna have a, a reason to doubt, then let's have something that at least makes sense. Come on. Here, are these people. They just heard about this big miracle, and they've heard about all the other miracles that God had done, and yet they're demanding a sign to prove that he is who he says he is. (laughs) You know, when's the last time that you went to the doctor and you demanded that the doctor show you his credentials? I want to see your, your credentials. I want to see your, your diploma. I want you to prove to me that you are what you claim you are. Has anybody in here ever done that? I didn't think so. There are a few people who have done that in their lifetime, but most people don't. Now, if we don't even question the doctor we go see about him taking care of us and our health, then why should we question the Son of God? Think about that. You have more faith in man than you do in God. How many of you ever, when you go to the gas station, pump a little gas out before you put it in your car to make sure it's gas? Anybody? How many of you, when you go to a fast food restaurant and you get that bag of food, you, you look at it before you start eating it. Some people do, but most don't. That's because we have faith. We have faith in all of these things. We practice faith all the time in many ways. And yet people say they cannot have faith in God. Because they can't see him. There's many things we don't see. And yet we still have faith. You flip a light switch, do you see the electricity flowing through the wires to the light? No, but if you touch that wire you'll you 'll feel it. <laughs> Trust me, I know <laughs> i 've experienced that more than once. when I worked on the ship as an electrician one time i was I was working on a a, a, a system that was four hundred and forty volts and I've had a red tag on the breaker, had the breaker turned off, had a red tag on it. One of the guys decided he was supposed to turn it on. Threw me across the room, burned a hole in my hand. (laughs) That hurt. And needless to say, I didn't treat him very well afterwards. But, you know, uh, I've learned since then, Hopefully. We need to have faith in God. These people didn't ask or beg for this food. But they were there with him already for three days, staying with him, hanging on to every word. They were showing love for him. And he showed his love to them. If we want his love, we need to love him. Do we love him? Enough to sacrifice even meals and if we had to walk miles like some people in in villages in, in Africa they walk sometimes 10, 12, 13 miles they'll start two days before to come to listen to some preacher who's going to speak at a revival meeting and there is no seats when they get there they stand the whole time Do we love him that much? There's a lot of people, you can't even get them go across the street to go to a comfortable pew to sit in church. That's how much they love Jesus. Something to think about. If you have a need this morning, just come as we sing. Brother Bob, be careful. Don't fall, please.
3: Too many things <laughs> that you're able to. Is your burden heavy as you bear it all alone? Does the road you travel harbor danger yet unknown? Are you growing weary in the struggle of it all? Jesus will help you when on his name you call. Amen. Number 371. <clears throat> he- be seated. Are there any uh, any announcements this morning that we haven't gone into already? Mike, did I see a sign on the fire department this morning? Yeah, December 2nd. December 2nd. That's what? Friday? Friday, uh, Friday? Friday. 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 Hmm? 1942. 42? Yeah. That's it that was poor year.
2: Oh, the I want to thank the FCC front corner choir. It was, <laughs> <laughs> and it really sounded good here. Like, that's the first time we've tried anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you've done such a good job, let's uh, excuse ourselves today from practice, and uh, we'll just not. Yay! Yeah, yep, right, right, and then. Uh, people are going to be out next week. Uh, We will try to have a practice, but I want the uh, six men or whatever many men there are in the quartet to be ready to do their ring the bells the very first, yes, the very first Sunday in December. So they'll be doing that. And then we've got some things that are kind of tentative coming along and haven't gotten firm.
3: We do have some different things for December also. Everybody hear that? Okay, We're gonna ring the bells, but not right now. The ding-a-links. No, the humdingers. Ah, uh, some of you weren't here when uh, when we started that little inside joke, I guess. <clears throat> when uh, Freddie and uh, J.D. Howard. Yeah, Wasn't it? We're uh, sitting in here uh, r- 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 humming the hymn. Mm-hmm. And uh, we told them they were going to uh, have to join the six man quartet. And they said, We don't sing, we're hummers. <laughs> of course, I didn't uh, I didn't think they had enough wheels to be a hummer, but uh, we suggested they bring a bell with them to church the next Sunday. And they could hum, and they could ring the bell. And we call them the humdingers. <laughs> that one was free, and it it's worth every cent of it. <laughs> okay, let's take a look at the uh, huh?
0: find it, prayer list. Uh, wow, praise the Lord. So good everybody could make it today, even though it's really cold. <laughs> good to see you. Let's pray. Father God. Truly, you are God, and beside you there is no other. You are so awesome. You do so much for us, and sometimes we forget to recognize you for it, Lord. So, thank you. Lord, as we go from here today, help us, Lord, to remember how good you are to us. That you do provide our daily bread. That every breath we take is a gift from you. Lord, everything we do, it's all because of you. All good things come from above. Mm -hmm. So we thank you and we praise you for all of these good things in our life. And Lord, when bad things come, help us remember that all those good things before were from you and We need to be able to accept some bad with all the good. We don't always understand why, but we trust you. have a purpose and that it all works out in the end for the good of those who love you to those that are called according to your purpose because you promised. So Lord, as we leave here, let us take you with us and stay with you every moment of every day. Give you thanks and give you praise. Lord, help us to challenge ourselves to at least once an hour to lift up praise to you. That will help us to be happier and help us to be stronger in our faith. So help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: So what? Well.